Do you want to find love? Does it keep slipping through your fingers? Do you have no idea why your last three girlfriends broke up with you by screaming, I can't even with this, and walking out? I'm Terrence Cruz, and I'm here to tell you to forget love languages, forget 50 quick tips, hell, forget flowers and candy. In my How to Love Boot Camp, we'll be covering basics like, but I don't have feelings, doing your own emotional labor, how to stop sighing and start communicating, shut up and listen, yes, even if this truth is inconvenient, and the famous, discerning what your partner wants when they are telling you, directly and repeatedly, what they want, but you don't like it, so you pretend they're not communicating even though they are directly communicating. Terrence Cruz's Love Boot Camp, because love's not complicated if you're willing to learn respect. Some restrictions apply. No, N no, not not that Terry Cruz. We we don't even spell it the same way. Oh, come on. Yes, come to see you. Was in a Bensonja, Bensonjo, Bensonja, Bensonja, do 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 Bensonja, Bensonja, do 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 Bensonja. Welcome to episode 185 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm today's host, Simon Peltier. <laughs> I'm today's other host, uh, Tom Zalatni, not Simon Peltier. Uh, <laughs> I'm the third host. <laughs> I was so excited that I had finally... I'm sorry, go for yeah, it. No, it's, yeah, no, they don't need to know who no. I am. I'm Kate Hammer. Kate Hammer. I was going to say, I was really excited that I'd made it through an intro without messing up. And then as soon as I thought that, I just blanked on what I was supposed to say after. So yeah, it happens. Can you tell I've been here since day one? Yeah. Of this show? <laughs> We've got a guest joining us today uh, via Skype. He's a Chicago based artist responsible for tons of incredible Garfield parody art, including the Garfimon series where uh, Pokemon are turned into Garfield, which yes. is kind of a thing that is. Near and dear to my heart. Uh, he's the host of the Questions About Garfield podcast and also host of TKO, one of the games that's part of the massively popular Jackbox series. Uh, give a warm up for discussion welcome from home. I want you to clap to Sean Bowers. Oh, thank you. I, all that thunderous applause I hear. Wow. Man, leave it to our audience to clap real loud on the bus or no, car or wherever they are. Super loud. So good clapping. Mm. Yes. <laughs> oh, Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. What's the weather like in Chicago right now? <laughs> it is. That's such a good question. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is really nice. It's like the first nice weather i'm finally getting to wear my little fashion jackets which nice. i've been looking forward to that's really all i wait for year round is i get to put on a little outer layer jacket or sweater and then i'm i'm good to go fall nice. is my time fall nice. is my time so let's do a little bit of theater of the mind here what does this jacket look like Can you mm. describe it to us in uh, uh obnoxious detail yeah uh sure I'd, I'd love to help you out with that it's uh it's sort of khaki-esque, more of a camel khaki, mm. uh, and, I, and I've started wearing some enamel pins. I, I never had the confidence to wear enamel pins, but now that I've been making some on Ooh. my own, I'm like, oh, I'll just wear my own shit like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I try to throw, I, I tried to buy a jacket that would be conducive to wearing mm. pins on it, uh, not like a fancy like North Face. You can't put pins on a North Face. No, that ruins so the whole thing. So I'm, yeah. I'm definitely form fashion over function. It doesn't keep me warm at all, but... <laughs> 
do you think like five years ago you would have thought that you would be making such big fashion choices based on whether the material could hold pins or not? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't at all. Uh, <laughs> here we are. Look how look how life has evolved. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's 2018. You know what? No, nothing can stop us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have it all right now. So, you know, uh, this is our time. We We're are, young. We are young. We are unlimited. I had my first like lapel pin experience last year. Oh, nice. Yeah. I finally, oh, yeah. What, what was it? I finally got a suit nice enough to wear nice. like a, you know, out. And, it's such uh, a good suit. It's a great suit. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a nice suit. And I, I got a little kitar lapel pin that I wore on it. And uh, nice. it, it was it was nice, but then I thought like I don't really know what other contexts I can wear this in. Like I wore I wore that to go see the Phantom of the Opera, and that felt really appropriate. Yeah, yeah. It's hard finding the right context for like well, and especially you were doing like a pin on a suit, yeah, which is like that's rocking a that's look. Courageous. So good for you, first of all, <laughs> for like making that work. But you probably like a nice subtle pin or something on a suit. It's hard finding. I always feel like I'm drawing too much attention to myself wearing pins. So I'll like wear one at a time or something because I don't want to be jangling right That's around it. the it city. It gets so heavy with so many pins. But <laughs> yeah. I've also had such experiences with um, pin loss. Mm. Uh, you know, the back goes mm. and then you look down and your mm. pin of a hand giving the middle finger is nowhere to be found. Yeah. So that's oh why I switched God. to patches. Oh. Oh. But doesn't mm-hmm. the permanence of patches kind of like stress you out a little bit? I commit bit? to everything <laughs> not important in <laughs> life. Aren't you going to have that patch on you patches for the rest of your life? Yeah. Even when you get buried yeah. yeah i mean it's not a tattoo it's not like you know you could take the clothing oh, you don't get off. skin have, patches have, have, <laughs> oh, i get yeah. skin patches i forgot this is 2018 it's, we We're have everything yeah. you said trans. it yourself yeah i, I think yeah. Mon- we can tell that montreal is a little bit more advanced than chicago because the skin patch industry in montreal is a bumpin uh-huh yeah. uh-huh well yeah that's great you guys are thought leaders i love that yeah <laughs> Yeah. That I, said, we are way behind when it comes to statues shaped like beans. That's true. Yeah, you're missing out. There, that's a big. I go there almost every day, <laughs> and just uh, look at myself you, in it, and then you use leave. it as your daily mirror. <laughs> yeah, I go full almost Shade. fully nude in the morning. Yeah, and just I shower nearby at a YMCA, and then I walk over. Nice. Yeah, you gotta look good in Chicago. So important. So important. I gotta say, real talk. The artist that made that, Anish Kapoor, is one of my all-time favorite artists. He is great. Yeah, but has he ever but, turned Pokemon into Garfield? No, but here's what he did <laughs> recently. He came up in the news uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's maybe my all-time favorite art news ever, which is a very niche kind of news, but you know. Uh, so he he patented or like bought the rights to the world's darkest black, mm-hmm. which is this like oh, paint yeah, that yeah. absorbs like 99.8% of all light. And what he did was that in a art gallery in Portugal, he dug like a eight foot circular hole, like eight yeah. foot diameter and also eight foot deep and painted the inside of it that so that when you're looking at it, it looks like just a black circle, circle yeah. but it's actually a hole oh. and and it's it's so cool. Like it's, it, that's the only thing in the room. It's like a yeah, huge- but an old man got hurt. Yes, and yeah, an old Italian in, man right? didn't believe it and fell down and had to be hospitalized. I feel like if you I don't love the idea it, that you, you don't it. believe in a hole. Like you, just, you see a hole- like what confidence this man has. He's like the wily e. coyote of men. He's it's, fantastic. It's it's confidence that only comes from being a 70-year-old white man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. 7 decades of being told that you're probably right about things. Yeah. yeah. And you know when you're reading signs that talk about the material and the hole and when there are guides that say please don't step too close, it's a hole and you're like, mm, "No, it's not." And then you take yeah. a step and then you break your hip. It reminds me of when I was younger, I really didn't believe in color. 
Oh. Like, you Are know, you colorblind? I, no. See, I see everything. Um, but. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. like Lovecraftian at this point. <laughs> the hammer no, goddess told, sees everything. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that is, something I could build into what's my that, persona. What's that insignia on your elbow? Is that the that's a that's a skin patch? That's oh, a okay, stick yeah. and poke skin patch. <laughs> um, no, you know how they're like, uh, you know, all things have they were just reflect light. So if it's in the dark, it's actually like not color. Maybe I'm messing mm. it up now, but I was like, I remember turning to someone. I was like, I don't believe it, and they were like, what? And I was like 14 at this time, oh, like old enough to know. And there, he was like at work. And I was talking to like a full grown man. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, color. I don't buy it. He's like, are you okay right now? He's like, prove me wrong. He's like, that's the whole point. I can't. I can't, Kate. How do you feel about colors now? I'm okay with them. Yeah? Yeah. They've Look, they've not done a lot for me, but they've not done a lot against me. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd, I'm much happier living with color mm-hmm. because also at work, someone was colorblind. And so he always served the wrong pies to people <gasps> because they couldn't tell which was blueberry and which was cherry. And once he made a plum sauce sundae instead of a butterscotch sundae. And I laughed and laughed and dated him and, then, <laughs> and, and, and broke up with him and then laughed some more. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's great. My, that's the usual story, by the way. <laughs> you date, date colorblind lab. guys yeah. and then leave them. Yeah. Yeah. My sister's childhood friend, uh, her, her dad is like all the way colorblind, like can see no color whatsoever, black and white, Whoa. and has made a career working with paint at Home Depot. Because he understood the codes. Hmm. Yeah. And so he could tell you which ones, which paints could go well together based off of the codes. That's really nice. cool. Isn't that cool? That's a useful Hey, Sean, thing. can you see all colors? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. I don't know. I don't have any way of like right? knowing. But I, guess I, I, I don't think I'm good at color, but I think I, I can see it. You know? What do you mean not good at color? Like I'm not good at like, I tried to read a book recently. It was like a stupid, boring textbook, but it was about... Uh, like color theory and crap like that. And I was like, I can't, I don't know. I, I don't want to think this hard about color. I just want to see bright, fun, cool stuff. And, and that to me is color, but I don't know. I, I'm not good at like mixing and matching. And that's why I've never been good at like painting and stuff. I'm not good at. Yeah. Well, I guess it's kind of like, out. it's kind of like how a lot of musicians don't necessarily know or understand music theory, but they mm. can still, you know, they have good enough pitch that they can good. do stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah well, it's yeah, like, maybe it's that. Do you guys know the the musician Sleeping at Last? Nope. No, he's Mm-mm. anyway great musician. Done a lot. Did a lot of the soundtrack for like Twilight, among a lot of other things. But oh. uh, he <clears throat> he like doesn't have any music theory whatsoever. Like he's like he's pretty well known in in a lot of musician circles for like doing sound tests. And they're like, okay, and I do an A, and then he'll do an, he'll do a chord, and they're like, no, that was like a D flat. And he's like, oh wait, oh no, okay, hold on, I can do it. And then like, no, that's a G. It's the same with Elvis. And Mika. Huh. Those are two. I didn't things. know that was for true for Mika. Mika yeah. seems so like on his crazy. first album, I think. Oh, he was okay. like he was like, I didn't really know music. He's like, I just played what sounded good. Right. Well, I think you can have a really good I may ear, be wrong though, Sean, like... and you may be right, so but No, I have no theory. idea. He, whatever he did, he did it right. I like yeah. Mika. Right. Has Mika Keep done up, anything? Mika. This is the nicest argument I've had with anyone, by the way. I was like, I'm right. You're like, no, I think you're wrong. I was like, well, you're probably right. No, you're right. Has Mika done anything since 2009? Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Okay. He's busy. He's bigger in Europe than he is oh, now yeah. in the state. Like he, because he's French, maybe or he's he French. Really Lebanese, good French. Hmm. Okay. Because I was, I saw him performing weirdly at like the halftime show of a soccer. I didn't see him live. But the halftime show of some soccer game in Europe, and he was playing all the hits, and everybody in the stands knew all of this Mika music. And I was like, this would never fly in the states, but uh, <laughs> maybe Grace Kelly or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. yeah he's. He's still out there. He's roaming the world. I don't know. Well, good for him. Yeah, yeah. good for Mika. Yeah. Um. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get oh, it, man. Mika. <clears throat> so, Sean, I've got to ask, how did you like how did you stumble onto Garfield? What when did when did that happen? What what made you what compelled yeah. you to start getting into <laughs> Garfield in a major way? Yeah. It's a oh boy. It's a a question I've been wrestling with myself. <laughs> For your parents and also for years. Yeah. Well, it's like I the problem is at this point is that I've made the life choice to in some way associate myself with Garfield. (laughs) But I always feel like such a massive fraud because I'm not like I'm not like going to Garfield Con every year. Like I'm not like a mega fan of Garfield. Hold up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Garfield Con is a thing. Oh, sorry. I actually, it's not called Garfield Con. There is, it's called Garfield Gathering. And (laughs) I've done the research on this. They didn't do it this year. They were taking a year off this year. (laughs) Um, But I think they're doing it again next year. But it's like collectors and, you know. Do they love you? It's like at a hotel. I don't think they know about me. I The only reason I knew about it, I had a friend who, um, he's now a writer for uh, Colbert, in New York, and he's a, a comic book writer, Daniel Kibblesmith. Uh, you guys might have heard of him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, he years ago was doing a project on Tumblr uh, called Garfbert, which was mashing up Dilbert and Garfield into an, like an original. It was like this crudely drawn three-panel strip. And I think he got invited to go to Garfield Gathering one year as like a, like an honored guest or king or something. Uh <laughs> And I was so jealous. I, <laughs> I this was before I had developed my own affinity for Garfield, but uh, maybe I've just been ripping him off for years. I don't know. Yeah, is that, <laughs> that is that what motivated what you? You're like, well, fucking, I can I can do Garfield. I, I saw all that money to be made from drawing Garfield, and I said, I gotta have it. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Uh, so yeah. at this point, like, do you have you grown to love Garfield coming out of this joke, or have you kind of grown to resent him a little bit? I I I love. Garfield. I mean, I love, I love the flexibility of Garfield, and I, I like. I read the comics a ton when I was a kid. It's not like I'm not like a not fan, but I'm not like a. I wouldn't put it on my driver's license as like a <laughs> physical trait of mine that I'm a Garfield fan. But I, you know, <laughs> I appreciate, and honestly, the, just the like shrewd business like mind of Jim Davis. I appreciate that. Like you go back and read stories about when he created Garfield, and it was just to like he came from marketing. It was like to compete with Snoopy, but like Snoopy was already capturing the dog audience. So he was like, Oh, I'll make a cat. And then he just, and then he just licensed it to every, you know, product company in the world. And he's made, he has more money than like Paul McCartney or some shit. Oh he's like, is that, are you serious? I, I want to say that is true. Wow. Cause I, uh, sadly enough, I've done this research and I think that is right, but someone will, Disprove me, I think. But he's got the point is whether Paul McCartney or not, he's got a load of money uh, and he can just do whatever he wants because he has, you know, he locked into these like four things that he can repeat over and over again 
week after week, year after year, and people see something and they see themselves in it or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's just a fascinating, like cultural icon thing that now the fact that it's still going and like, it's still the same. I don't know. It's what the minions will be in like 40 years probably, but right. That's, uh, that's pretty optimistic about the minions. I think, I feel like the minions I think they are, got I think longevity. Adorable. I mean, they're cute, yeah. but I don't, I don't, and they're funny. I don't know that they're, they're very funny. I don't know that they, they're going to last that long. <laughs> They could. No, I'm putting the stake in the ground now. Yeah. Minions are here to stay. <laughs> okay. Because there's so many of them, even if a couple of them die, <laughs> <laughs> there's more on the way. But there's so. there's the three, right? There's the three main ones that everybody likes. One name's, one's named Kevin. I think one name is Bob. Yeah. I don't Maybe know. Stuart? But here's the good know. thing. Oh, I think that's what it is. You can't tell Kevin them Bob apart. So if one dies, you just re- get replaced with another minion. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the one's kind of tall, right? Yeah, Gru that's, is that's pretty like smart that way, you know. He made them uh, disposable. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Gru. Mm. Gru. <laughs> been a long it feels like it feels like the way then, yeah. in the future we're all going to end our conversations just Gru, Gru. And then we walk away. It just felt like such a nice That's a good ending. It, yeah. yeah. He's a natural conclusion. He's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Carell. Yeah. Thank you. I was looking for a, a segue uh, and conveniently actually uh, ended up finding a segue because uh, we're talking about how the future is going to be today on this ah. episode a mm. little bit. So, uh, <laughs> boy, oh boy. Do, <clears throat> do keep going, Tom. Guys, welcome to the Cash Corner. Woo! Cha-ching! This is the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us all of your money. Every now and then, we think about that day in the future when our children or dogs will ask us, what did you do with your time and talents in 2018? And honestly, the only answer more satisfying than why we had a podcast where we basically just riffed on audience questions and spun out ridiculous yarns is... We got paid to have a podcast full of riffs and ridiculous yarns. Help us build our legacy by supporting us on Patreon, the crowdfunding website that gives you power over our future. By pledging small or large amounts of money, you don't just ensure that we will definitely be doing this for long enough to affect our dependents, you also Mm -hmm. gain power over what shameful secrets we disclose. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us over at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, and Will. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Anne, who asks, do you ever think about the possibility that your future children and their friends will find your podcasts and YouTube videos, and will that be at all embarrassing or awkward? It's already embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, yeah, well, yes. And I, I have a, I just had a kid, my first kid last year. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. He, he's actually one years old, one year old <laughs> next week. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. And that is terrifying to me because I am already, I'm dealing with this question. I'm like trying to clean up my past now and <laughs> proactively erase content from the internet that I know will shame him one day. <laughs> Uh, except I'm still continuing down a path of Garfield shit that will shame him. <laughs> will like double shame him, but nice. I've done somehow more shameful things than this. So I have to like, I'm, I'm trying to change the way I make things now. I'm trying to like clean up my act a little bit mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm going to succeed, but I got to do it before he can like speak or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I definitely get that. Like, I feel like even just we've been doing this show for about three and a half years now. Just about. And uh, when we started this, you know, I was what, 21, 20, we were 22. Um, if we're 25 now and it was three years ago so we're, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so math well, classes in the meantime yeah. yeah yeah but we just had birthdays like last month so yeah so, so we would have been 21 21 ish yeah, uh, so we're young and dumb is, is basically where i'm going with this and like mm-hmm. looking back at old episodes like we definitely said some dumb stuff we said oh, some things that were maybe insensitive yeah. there was a period of time where i was like frequently doing a voice that like definitely i probably should have been doing <laughs> and like y- you know can you remind us what that is nope <laughs> Yeah. Um, just play some clips here that would be great for the audience if you could and and so like you know even just in the past few years like if i look back at stuff from two years ago i'm a little embarrassed of it right but i feel like by the time that my kids are old enough so i i'm having a baby like any day now basically and oh, uh, thanks and and by the time that my kids are old enough to like understand how podcasts work and go download one and listen to it and like want to put in the effort to do that i feel like they'll be old enough that i will just be able to say like yeah it was dumb and i was young and i'll be kind of proud of them for going to the trouble of finding the dumb stuff Mm. (laughs) well you know it's got to be like the same thing as as like if we i uh none of my grandparents are alive still but I, in movies, they seem to do this where they like go back and find a, a hat box full of like grandma's letters or something. Right. It, it's got to be that same thing where it's like, I don't want to read a hat box full of letters. Like, I, <laughs> it's nice that they wrote the letters, but I'm sure that our kids will just look at our stuff and be like, oh my God, they, how many episodes of the podcast did they do? <laughs> I'll listen to one and get an idea of it. And that's yeah. like good. But I, it, maybe that's just, I, I assume that my kid will not be as interested in me as I am in him, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, maybe I, I could be wrong on that. Who knows? That's, that's a good, a good point actually that like, mm-hmm. when I think about like, I know a certain number of things about what my mom was like before I was born, but definitely I'm not that invested in it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know, uh-huh. I know she was in Rocky horror picture show at one point oh, for like years cool. and, and that's about it. I don't really know what else she got up to. Yeah, but that's I, like a good soundbite. You got like a nice <laughs> bit of street cred out of there, and like you, it's just enough to know like your mom is cool, and then you don't need to like color in beyond that. You can just like work with that thought, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely, uh, it definitely prevented me from wanting to see Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> live ever, because like I know what role my mom played. I know that there's a lot of was like weird, sexy stuff. It was magenta, okay. and nice. so I don't really, I don't want to know what the costume looked like, and then picture my current mom wearing that, even though she mm-hmm. was like younger than I currently am when mm-hmm. she did it. Good point. It's I don't really... want to imagine my mom hot, is what it is. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's really interesting because, yeah, I mean, for me, looking at past generations, I'm so hungry. To, to find tradition and anything they've left behind because, mm. uh, you know, a bunch of farmers are not the best communicators and don't think their lives are interesting at all. Uh, so they don't leave a lot. Uh, and I've always been searching that for that. But then the same thing, I, I find some letters and I hold on to them like they're so important. But on the inside, it's like illegible, the most boring shit ever. <laughs> uh, sometimes there was like one love letter from my grandfather to my grandmother, which was amazing because he was never uh just like i guess uh very affectionate uh from my memory uh so to have that writing being like can't wait to go back to you i was like they were really in love and not just old all the time like that's great to know but it is interesting because like our generation is kind of like the first to be leaving 
mounds and mounds and mounds yeah. of mm-hmm. of things to go through. Like you said, so many podcasts, so many images, so many things. So instead of like searching for one like bit of mm. a voice clip of mm-hmm. your great grandfather, it'll be like, I don't want to go through all this <laughs> yeah. unless the internet blows up. Then, right. uh, then we're back at square one. Which yeah, part Hopefully of me hopes not. it. Well, I get, okay, oh, right? Yeah, no, yes, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I've been. I've been no, doing, yeah, burn the internet. Yeah, <laughs> great. Lately, I've I'm been with doing you. a lot of research into my grandmother who grew up in Denmark, and I realized like I don't I don't know what she looked like. So I asked my mom like, is there a picture of her? Like it's sort of the time I was researching like when she was like 16 or 17, and my mom was like, there's this one when she was 19. I guess that's close enough. And I was like, our children <laughs> will never stump. Will never have that problem. Yeah. You know, like unless you know, like I'm not. I I can imagine a future. Or a time, maybe a couple years in the future, where I'll just delete my all my feed on my Instagram and then mm-hmm. start again, yeah. that kind of thing. But right. like, you know, like short of that happening, like we're gonna we're all yeah we're all gonna have things that are permanent and that people can go through at all times. And I think that because everyone has that, it's not gonna be as interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know. Like I mean, maybe people will Facebook stalk their gr- <laughs> grandparents and see like this is what you looked like in 2013. Wow. What was your hair? Yeah. Interesting to a degree, but it's the same. It's one of those things like, yeah, if everyone's perfect, then no one's perfect. If there's right. so much information on everyone, then then no one's interesting. Yeah, right. Except- At some point, though, I feel like I kind of want to try and curate my own like uh, yeah. like best of album <laughs> of of crap I've done, and like you can. There do- should be a service where you can do that. Either maybe there is already, but like a time capsule of like, oh, this is going in the permanent collection for me. There is something where you can like I, I it's been advertised to me because apparently I'm <laughs> their target market. But it's like you print you get a book made of like your year of Facebook. So yeah. it's like all the oh, yeah. the pictures you posted and some yep. of your highlight statuses. I've laughed at the idea, but it's like <laughs> it is like yeah, yeah, one of those the idea of turning that permanent internet into a tangible book mm-hmm. because we still like having books to look and turn pages of right. work mm. that you've done. Yeah. Well, but- and just making the internet more permanent in general, because right mm. now it, that, that's one of my biggest frustrations with like social media is how disposable something is. Like the minute I post, I can work so hard on something months and months on something. I post it and it's done in six hours. Right. And it's like, I wish there was a better mechanism to go back in and dig that crap out and put it on display for people. Yeah. I mean, there is. It's called a website, I guess. But <laughs> right. like, uh, nobody goes to my website. I want. I want that to, right in front of me. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is there, but yeah, that's actually one of the reasons I like this medium because it it's kind of not too much work, right? Mm-hmm. Like especially with the format that we're doing. I know your your podcast is probably a little bit more. Uh, pre and post production than ours is, uh, but for us it's like we we get together, we sit down, we answer some questions and shoot the shit for an hour, and then it's up like the next morning, and it's there forever. And so if people enjoy it and it takes them an hour to enjoy it, that's maybe a third of the amount of time that was put into like recording and editing it, right? And yeah. so like it's it's very it's a nice ratio of like work to product. Well, I think that's true. Like honestly, that that is what guided a lot of going back to like the Garfield stuff. Like Mm. it's stuff I can do. And honestly, I started in, uh, I like moved to Chicago to do comedy and like second city and IO and do improv and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And I just got to a point where I was like, this takes too many people. It takes too much time. I am going to like, I need to really hone in on something where I can do it by myself. I can do it quickly and I can get the result I want and I can have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of what art has now given me, but 
uh, yeah, it's tough because it, maybe that's just I don't know what that is. If that's like just a lack of um, discipline or something, because I know there are great artists and performers who put in so much time doing stuff and it pays off in dividends for them. But mm. at this point, it's like I, there's a lot of other stuff I want to do, but I also want to make things. And how do you do both of them? And yeah, I don't know. These are all huge existential questions. <laughs> no, that's resonating. I'm legitimately so hard asking for answers on. So yeah. yeah, thanks for speaking for me there, Kate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's, you're, I was you're say, so th- real. This means nothing to me, but you know, like I can. I can yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I want to build a church a around Sean Bowers. <laughs> oh, that's oh, nice. Yeah. That would really feed my ego in a permanent way. So yeah, <laughs> if you can do that, yeah, that that does that does resonate though. Eh? The mm. the whole thing of like trying to find a way to feel like what you're doing matters without having to put in too much work. And also for, I guess for me, it's more, yeah, trying to, because Montreal is a fantastic city, but it's also an incredibly flaky city Mm -hmm. uh, or it can be. So, or maybe that's just every city. Um, But yeah, I had the same feeling of like trying to have this like rolling passion, get the, get the ball going, but then like having so many people, uh, bail and it's it's yeah. hard to it's hard to feel like basically I've been left to being like all right I just got to do it myself right. and it's yeah it's hard to do improv by yourself <laughs> it's not good I've seen it and it's not good <laughs> <laughs> there are people here who will do that though and mm-hmm. oh boy good pa- more power to them but you know. yeah yeah I have friends who have done solo improv shows so I, I'm not going to speak ill of solo improv shows but I definitely feel like it kind of misses the point a little bit yeah solo improv is as masturbatory as regular improv <laughs> uh, so it's pretty it's I get why people do it yeah yeah, yeah. really thought you were going to say as masturbatory as masturbation <laughs> oh no no nothing could be more masturbatory than masturbation yeah I think that's just a personal opinion but you know whatever yeah. <laughs> well that's that's a that's a fun example even just thinking of like the the impermanence of improv right like we so the three of us also do improv and like yeah it's one of those things where you know you can get on stage and do an amazing set and it's just for that audience right they might remember it forever but like the only they're the only thing that's tangible about it afterward Mm -hmm. right is their memory and their recounting of it and so that's one of those things where like you can screw around you can have a really embarrassing show your kids never really need to know about it Mm -hmm. With something like mm-hmm. this, like, yeah, theoretically they could find it. But by the time that, you know, it, look, if you put out 50 episodes of a podcast every year and you have a kid and your kid gets interested in it at 10, for instance, you'll have, they'll have like 500 episodes to dig through, Jeez. right? Mm-hmm. So if they're digging through 500 episodes to find the one episode where you talked about masturbating on stage, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're good for them if they find it. <laughs> you got to appreciate their hustle. And especially if they notice it, remember it, and then go and be like, hey, dad, why'd you talk about masturbation on stage? Yeah. Then you can be like, good for you. And then, and then you leave it's it. Real. And then yeah, or you ground it. them for asking you personal questions. You send yeah. them to their room. Oh, you no. know? Let's see. Yeah, like put a, them in the little prison you keep yeah. downstairs. <laughs> just, I've already yeah. started building mine, so it's coming along. Yeah, put a dollar yeah. in the jar for wanting to know about me. <laughs> yeah. I really just think this question, it's like hearing you speak even about the podcast, it's like if you're passionate about something, then you're never going to regret. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's a lame thing or if you think it's a lame thing, um, if you're doing it because you enjoy it, then your kid can never make fun of you that hard. Right. 
Um, unless yeah. your kid is really good at making fun of you, then oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully mine will be. Yeah. yeah, yours is gonna be Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, they've got to be like a roast master. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you I'll just be disappointed. Give birth yeah. to the second. Uh, what's his name? Jeff. The cave. Jeff uh, Goldblum. No, well, that would be Daniels. amazing, Sean. If your son was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Keep going. Yeah. How would you feel? I'll just answer yes to whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My son was Jeff Goldblum. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like embarrassing or awkward. Maybe awkward. I feel like yeah. If if you're proud of the work you're doing, then like it can't be that embarrassing for them to find out about mm-hmm. it. But it may be a little awkward for them to like have to have that conversation, right? Depending mm-hmm. on whether or not you're still doing it, I guess. Because mm-hmm. if I'm still doing podcast things by the time my kids are old enough to like ask about it, I'll be like, yeah, I did podcasts for the past like 10 years. This is what about my life. it? Yeah. But if you stop you know and become an accountant, <laughs> then it's embarrassing, right? Because you're like, yeah, I used to think that I can make a living as a podcaster and now I am an accountant. Yeah. Like it's, it's either embarrassing that you did this very unserious thing or it's embarrassing that you did something and then failed at it, right? Which I get, right, I take yeah. it back. No, it shouldn't be embarrassing. I think that like in general, you know, even if you make mistakes, I think like, especially if you're a parent, isn't it like kind of like your job to turn it into like a learning opportunity? And you say like, hey, dad, you said racist things. And you go, I know that was bad. I shouldn't yeah. have said those. Well, so now, you know. Yeah. But aren't you, you know? embarrassed about past racist things you said? Put a dollar in the jar for asking me that. <laughs> yeah. I've had enough of this. <laughs> Please go to the Confederate flag prison from oh, now no. on. Oh, no. Too real. Too true. I took it back oh. at a, at a yeah. point. I'm, I'm yeah, embarrassed about this We're speaking to an American. <laughs> I'm also yeah, American. That's, so that's a I... real issue yeah, around here. <laughs> we, no, not an issue in Chicago. We don't have a ton of Confederate flags in Chicago. We're doing no. okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we have good. other problems, but... Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mon- Montrealers, Montrealers like to act like we're like squeaky clean, but like, no, oh, we got no. some bad yeah. shit here, too. It's yeah. it's fine. Yeah, we, you we guys got, got a bad shit? Very, we have a very, very active mafia. Yep. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Well, and there's also like just like tons of or what does that mean? Here. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. What the, is an active mafia? What constitutes an active mafia? Uh, in, in our case, they fuck up the infrastructure yeah. because rather than being in pizza shops and that kind of thing, they are in the construction industry. And yep. so they so just like rebuild bridges every year. Yeah, so they just they do a terrible job uh, at making streets, and then because they do a terrible job, it has to be fixed, and then they have a monopoly over it. So the city has to contract them, and then you know, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I think we just <laughs> heard the moment where Sean considered mob, <laughs> like, <laughs> the mob life. That sounds like an easy huh. way to make sounds some money. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just He's like, I do it's live in Chicago, so yeah. there's precedent. Yeah, oh yeah, corruption, we love corruption and yeah. <laughs> all that good stuff. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting though. I I like the the just the association with mafia just makes it so much more cinematic, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, cool, mafia. That sounds fun." But then <laughs> you a, realize it's oh, a little it's less like cinematic when their symbol is just a road pylon. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's not quite as fun as like a trench coat. Yeah. And a, yeah. I don't know what voice that was, but yeah, trench coat. Like a trench coat. <laughs> Like, you know, it's yeah. a lot less impressive to see Al Pacino next to a bunch of pylons rather than Al Pacino next to his mountain of cocaine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The pylons Unless he smoked the pylons. If he smoked the pylons, that'd be pretty <laughs> sweet. Or sn- snorted them. How do you do drugs? You snort <laughs> <laughs> you actually, the drugs. You, you fill the pylon with alcohol and drink straight out of it. Mm, uh, yes. But so you know, the watch the stuff. news and see all the teens who are dying from smoking pylons. <laughs> Dude. Pylon challenge. Let's get it started. <laughs> pylon challenge. Challenge. 
Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? <laughs> Eat healthy. Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go Try vegan. paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black P90X. Try a Thirty squats a day. Eat more day squats. Keto strong. Good calories. Get more protein. Avoid the dozen. Try a bar candy. Drink Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like. You have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. On September 19, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to drop out of college and launch his own podcast network. That baby is me, Tom Zalatni, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Tune in to They're Calling Again, right here on the Upford Network. Now's the time in our show where we jump into the turtle's butt. Uh, Sean, you, you can't see this because uh-huh. you're not in the room, so I'll explain it to you and also to the audience at home who are yeah. not in the room. We've got this lovely stuffed Koopa here. Uh, the Koopas are the turtles from the Mario franchise. Uh, and this lovely stuffed Koopa doubles as a cup holder. And we filled his butt with questions from our audience. Uh, there's a bunch yeah. of questions in here from Indiegogo donors, uh, also from past guests of the show, and from our $1 plus patrons who don't donate quite enough to get into the featured patron category, but we still like them, so we want to give them something um, i don't know why you needed to explain that i feel like let's jump into the turtles but is pretty self-explanatory yeah i want to thank sean for not questioning that right away. Like, let's... no i love i love things in butts that sounds great <laughs> he's like turtles butt? yes yeah, and huh? cool uh-huh <laughs> into it yeah yeah um, yeah so if uh, if you guys listening at home want to submit a question for the show uh, for the turtles butt, give us a dollar kate would you like to tell them where the first question comes from I would. It's very well folded, Tom. Good <laughs> job. That's my one marketable skill. <laughs> uh, John Sebag, what do you think of eccentric geniuses with weird habits slash beliefs? Oh, it's just going to be about Elon Musk, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you guys see the thing this week where Elon Musk smoked yeah. a marijuana and everyone freaked oh, out? Oh, no. His face while doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even inhale. That's... Read a very in-depth Vice article about it. Yeah. I that I was like a big deal for people, right? Like mm-hmm. his, the stock plummeted yeah, or something. Nine, I was like, why do? Why does everybody care? He's still like Tony Stark making rocket ships and stuff, but like, yeah. So he smoked in front of Joe Rogan. What are you gonna do? Everybody. Yeah, the done smoking that. didn't bug me. I'm surprised that that had more effect than the the tweet of calling the scuba diver a, a pedophile. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, that, I that's that. more what? character damage. Yeah. What? He he called uh, he called a guy a pedophile in a tweet. The the um, man who at, saved all the children in Thailand. 
Yeah. Uh, in the cave. I don't know about this. Yeah. I mean, is he a pedophile? Did well, he do something pedophilic? The, the, the jury's still out on that one, I think. But like, uh-oh, it's still a Wait, wild accusation. What? Well, we don't know, right? <laughs> he could be. I don't think we should even entertain the idea. The whole thing was about like he wants to be around kids, and it's so he's a pedo. And it was like, oh. yeah, but he's saving them. Yeah, I think I think Elon Musk has a lot of uh, a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. I think the weed thing is not one of them. Do you think it all started when he started dating Grimes? I why do I know so much about this? <laughs> I know nothing about pop culture but this. Wow. Oh. Yeah. It's a weird like, relationship. It's like when Marilyn Manson dated um Rose Evan McGowan. Rachel Wood. Oh, oh no, yeah. wait. Uh or Rose McGowan also as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like it's like the reverse of that where she's like the punky one and he's the clean cut Hollywood star, but not he's cause that's not what he is. But yeah. the visually it, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Huh. I think the the major issue around him smoking weed was the uh just the sort of contradictoriness of it, contradiction of it, where like, you know, he can smoke weed on a podcast and people are like, Oh, that's so great. Look at him. He's so chill and smokes weed on a podcast. Mm-hmm. But like definitely a bunch of like employees who work for his companies have been fired because of like sure drug tests and stuff so it's kind of a hypocrisy thing um but in terms of like eccentric geniuses with weird habits um tell me more about me (laughs) (laughs) i think that there's something really dangerous about thinking of anyone as a genius first and foremost Mm -hmm. uh because it kind of well one it feeds like narcissistic ego things but two it just kind of puts them on a pedestal that makes it like dangerous for them and also dangerous for people who are like looking at them so what would you say instead then well, I would say they're just like successful people, mm. you know, like I wouldn't call someone a genius for being successful. I'd say they're, you know, successful. But what about someone like Isaac Newton or it's hard with past right. figures because there's a lot of um, different understanding of how the brain works and, and mm. social interaction, mm. uh, I guess, things as well that uh, calling him a genius. But he also like, you know, Tesla couldn't like interact with people and, yeah. you know, it says it's. I guess, yeah, genius in, in one way. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, what's, what's your definition of a genius, I guess? That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Just like, because <laughs> to, to me, like a, a genius would be different than someone who's just successful. Hmm. Like, it'd be someone who, I get like, excels in a long-term kind of way and who's like, hmm. and the result of their, like, excellence and like forward thinking. Yeah. 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 Like I don't like using the expression like ahead of their time, but like kind of like someone who like, like Pushes. really changes mm-hmm. their field or a field for a long time. Right. Someone like Nikola Tesla or Isaac Newton or Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Oh, no. <laughs> Joe Rogan. News radio was way ahead of its time. He was a repairman on news radio before we knew that existed. <laughs> well, let's not forget or, about Fear Factor. That show was oh, important. Yeah. That's how I know him. Yeah. And when yeah. I learned he did other things, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Get back to telling people to eat bugs. I got really mm-hmm. confused because like, when I started doing podcast stuff, I was like, oh, who's at the top of the comedy charts? And I saw Joe Rogan was there. And I was like, wait, has he done anything since Fear Factor? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. everything he's done all the things um but i think that this so so seabag uh he's a friend of mine so i call him by his last name (laughs) most of the time uh his question is more like what do we think about like guys like this who who are like you know they they're eccentric right and they have like these weird habits that Mm -hmm. they get into as a result of it um and almost like they're allowed to have those habits because of their eccentricity yeah exactly you know people that's bullshit though that that the eccentricity thing is like at this point in in society and culture 
the idea of like being the rude person who's really smart seems like it doesn't fit anymore. Like yeah. I, you should just be a cool person. Like just be nice to people and also smart. And then look at you, then you're a, a, the ultimate hero. But I don't know. I, I, that's another th- one of those things where it's like, I don't think I've ever actually encountered it in real life. Like somebody mm-hmm. trying to be real condescending to me because they thought they were way smarter or richer mm-hmm. or something. But I, I think I would just like throw it back at them because <laughs> who has the time? Like we don't need any individual uh, that much that we can let them just get away with it. And yet, mm-hmm. of course, in Hollywood and every other industry, we let them get away with it all the time. But uh, I don't know if those people are geniuses or just eccentric people in general. But right. yeah, I got a real bone to pick with eccentric people. I'm like, get your <laughs> stuff together. But you like, it, does eccentric mean like rude and, and mean? Well, like yeah. it couldn't eccentric. Is people taking advantage of being eccentric. But like, couldn't couldn't eccentric just be like you are a great musician, but you also only eat cheese pizza? Oh sure, like sure. that's a that, quirk. That's, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's weird. Or like, yeah, but what if he doesn't tip the pizza guy? So fuck him. Well then, yeah. but yeah. I I think that's <laughs> that's a different character trait right. than the only yeah. wanting to eat cheese pizza. Yeah, right. I think that's yeah. less of an obsession, an, an excessive. What is the word even? Eccentricity and more of an obsession, right? At that point. Like that might I be guess like it's a how you define. I'm over here. Thinking, <laughs> it's how you define yeah. it. Yeah, it is. It's it's an interesting question though, too, because like, yeah, you know, no one um, should be that pompous and take advantage of other people in that no, way. For sure. But there's also like saying in his, a lot of historical quote unquote geniuses, like now we look at them and say, oh, you know, they might have been on the scale of autism or Asperger's, right. and so there's a reason why the social skills weren't there because we mm. didn't understand how to maybe develop that and yeah. or that they never, you know, could or wanted to develop that, and that's right. fine. Yeah. So respecting that difference too. Mm. So, mm. but yeah, I think we're in a day and age where it's like a lot more understanding about that and empathy towards that, that, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I have no end to this thesis point. I think <laughs> coming, coming off that, I think that it should be, I, I think you're right. Like, cause it, it can either come down to like this person who is really like gifted in this area, uh, but terrible with people is either an asshole or they're like, they have like yeah. social developmental issues. Right. And I think that at that point, there needs to be a certain level of humility in that person that allows them to go find out if they're like autistic or something or if they're just an asshole. And if they're not willing to to find that out, if they're not willing to see themselves humbly and say like, okay, why do I have trouble with people? Then spoilers, they're probably an asshole, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. I feel like if you're if you're a good-hearted person who is terrible in social situations, who's who's got no sense of empathy or something, like if that's because you have something in your brain that like could be fixed that you just don't know about, if your heart is in the right place, you'll, you'll recognize and say, maybe there's a problem that I need to fix. But if your heart's not in the right place, as soon as someone suggests that you say like, no, I don't think that's a problem. I'm trying to think about like, if I have any eccentricities that, because like, Oh yes. I, oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about the outfit you're wearing today. Uh, I know I own so many body suits. It's actually unreal. Some are bathing suits that I pull off. This is a bathing suit that I'm wearing right now. Okay. Oh, you can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Hell. Are you all wearing bathing suits? (laughs) (laughs) We're currently in water. I I didn't mention the weather in Montreal, but it is uh, it's just a swimming pool. Dude, that would be so sick doing a podcast in a swimming pool. Oh man, you'd be living the life. (laughs) 
That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's one of my dreams. That's, that's going to be one of my eccentricities one day is that all the podcasts I ever make, I will always be in a swimming pool while I'm doing it. Speaking of I being... I guess that's... Sorry, that's an eccentricity is like doing something that there's no good reason but just like demanding it. Being like, yeah. I will only do a podcast in water. But why? It doesn't matter. That's my thing. So Mariah carrying it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, just, that's just being mean though. She's kind of a... Diva, yes. but that yeah. feels wrong to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's just really good at self care. Yeah, really good at really bad at other care. No one knows her. No one knows Sean. No. Do you know Mariah? No, that, that's Mariah true. Carey. Yeah. yeah, like personally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's a good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote. I I helped her write Butterfly. Oh, cool. Yeah. You her and Mika just hang out all the time. <laughs> yeah, we're a pretty cool crew. Yeah. Do you say crew or grew? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> grew. Yeah, I use the word grew to represent a group of friends now. Nice. It's like an abreve. You heard abreve. <laughs> yeah, like a group. Uh, mm. Well, you know who wasn't abreved? Uh, past guest Paul Pyro. 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 Who asks if you could transform into an animal to commute? Which animal would it be? Ooh, Ooh. an albatross. Why? Because uh, they just need to flap their wings a couple times and then glide for eight hundred kilometers. Oh, wow. So is that it's, true? It's very minimal efforts. I mean, I made up that number, but they are known for gliding for a really, really like their wings <laughs> are so long that ma- the majority of the time they can't take off from the ground they have to like run off a cliff that's actually like an incredibly well thought out answer to this bullshit question yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say bird and then i was gonna look like an asshole when you say albatross <laughs> right like that's it like i feel like the the obvious one is is some kind gotta of bird, be bird yeah because yeah. you want to fly yeah well no you just then you don't have to follow the rules of the land you can just yeah. take the crows <laughs> Take the crows, uh, the hypotenuse, you know? <laughs> I'm so right about this. No, I you are. Find the word. I know exactly what you're saying, Thank and you. that's exactly As correct. As the crow flies. Oh, there we go. Yes. Take the crow's hypotenuse. Yes. <laughs> the crow's hypotenuse would be a pretty cool like math punk band name. Mm. Mm. I feel like I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to say a pelican, and mm. here's why. Pelicans, right? They can fly. Presumably they glide a bit, but they also can store so much big fish oh, in their yeah. big mouth. And that's really appealing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, because if I'm turning into an animal, right? Was that it? Was just it, for it the was commute. turning into? Yes. Yeah. So just if I'm turning into it. Just for the commute. Yeah, but Are you bringing a lot of fish out. to work? Yeah. Well, like a, a need? <laughs> I mean, I might. <laughs> what it, if I want to uh, have yeah. a nice fish barbecue for I mean, all my coworkers? Yeah. It could also, it doesn't sure. have to be fish, right? It could be Tupperware. It could be baby carrots it could be you know a number mm-hmm. of different things it could be your your bathing suit for the pool party yeah you don't you never have to have a satchel or a purse okay but here's the thing Loose change what if you Lipstick? also had to change into the brain power of that bird for oh, the flight dang. you prepare all the stuff beforehand but then but then you're just a stupid bird and you forget where you're going <laughs> and you just like piss off for the whole day and then your boss calls you and is like what the fuck well, that's why i I would be a crow I'd be a they're raven. smart Ravens a raven, smart. yeah. Ravens Both smart. of them. Mm-hmm. All the Corvids are smart. Yeah. Okay, have you upgraded your answer from bird yet? <laughs> nope, I'm sticking with bird. <laughs> so I'm like, pretty confident in bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go a different way, and I'm going to say like a cheetah, mm. right? 
Just go super, real fast. Super fast. People are scared of you, so they get out of your way. Mm-hmm. Other drivers are like, what is cheetah in the street? And then they stop, and then they're, they're out of your way. And then the police would shoot you. But then I turn back into a man, and I go, hey, hold up. I'm a person. And they go, cool, dude. We have to define the rules of this. It's too, it's too much. I, I assume it's like anamorph law, right? Like mm. we're alien-powered anamorphs and, and you control teens. Yeah, we okay. control them. <laughs> and we're teens. Only for teens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we don't have jobs then, probably. So it's just that we're going to school. <laughs> That's too bad, because yeah. I was going to say, my current commute is like from my bedroom to my office. Like so it's, you- like a, it's like a four-step walk. And I'd really, I think that gives me an opportunity to be like a horse or something, you Jesus. know? Just any animal that I think would be You'd fun to be for a bit. such a mess. Yeah. yeah. But I just have to clop like four steps across the hallway. And yeah, then I but you back break through the floor. It's like, I love John Mulaney's joke when he's like, it's like a horse in a hospital. Just <laughs> the Trump presidency. Yeah. Sean, do you have a lot of horses in Chicago? Because there's a ton of horses in Montreal. Uh, this is not even a joke. We do. Uh, and they roam. The, they don't roam the streets. But they, <laughs> we, we definitely have. I, I work kind of near a place that's like the cleaning station for the horse carriage people oh and so there's like horses in like a weird kind of officey part of town and it just doesn't <laughs> i always feel uncomfortable and i don't like seeing the horses on the carriages because i i love animals and i empathize and i'm like oh those poor mm-hmm. guys and gals of the horse community uh, i just can't stop picturing a horse as a receptionist like just <laughs> at, a, at a keyboard because you said horse office and now <laughs> that'd be really great just... see that's the kind of job i'd like for chicago horses to have, <laughs> she's got but... she's got little cat eye glasses with the beads around it and her yeah. hooves are painted pink yeah. and very long yeah she yeah. just smashes the keyboard because she's a horse <laughs> yeah i just realized i'm really day, i'm really dumb it. for asking that question because one of our other hosts who's not here tonight adrian was a horse right. carriage person in chicago for a long time oh. and i she's told stories about that and i just was like are there horses there it's going to be humiliating when yeah. she listens back later. Yeah. You know? She's going to message yeah. me and tell me I'm dumb. Uh-oh. I mean, she won't. No. No. Well, I think you can respond to that in a really fruitful way. Fruitful? Yeah. yeah. Make it a teaching <laughs> make moment. It, yeah, make it a bonding moment. Yeah. Oh, wow. Be like, yeah, no, you're right. That was ignorant of that me. Was Thank dumb. you for pointing but that out. But also maybe dumb is, you know, not, not a nice word. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Grew. Grew. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned the like horse carriage people being in the like sort of businessy section of the town because I feel like that's kind of true in Montreal as well. Like yeah. our horse carriage people, which is just what I'm calling them now, are mm-hmm. like in old Montreal, which is like kind of half touristy, half big office buildings. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's a really interesting section where yeah you, that's where you've got like all the big banks, you've got a lot of the business places, but also like a lot of horse the, shit. Old, the old port. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's probably why. They were like, we could put it downtown where there's lots of cars, or we could put it in a Schlager Maisonneuve where there's lots of shootings, but instead, no, we're going to put it where there's already horse shit. Yeah. Now at least we have people, you know, picking up after it. Yeah. Well, I think in our case, they share their horse cleaning facility with a local theater that's like a horse theater, uh, which also okay, sounds stop. dumb. Now I'm just picturing like Shakespearean horse <laughs> actors. Yeah. Like, Most of the population of Chicago are horses. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, it's, it's just Bojack Horsemen It's like Richard Scarry's Busy Town, but different. I do um, remember having read that somewhere. I think on Vice also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, Vice did a big thing on it. But no, they, there's like a theater where they just do shows based around whether they can work horses into them, into the shows. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's like a touristy thing. And so I think they all just wash it. They like hose them all down in a line. And then some of them go to the theater and some of them go downtown, you know? Well, you, you know what they call the horse part of Chicago? No, don't. don't. <laughs> go ahead. Yeehago. Okay. I thought you were going to say it's the, the best name. <laughs> I'm not. I'm so sorry, Sean. I'm so sorry. No, I accept your apology. That's okay. <laughs> I, I was okay. full-blown confidence until you looked at me, Kate. And then I just no. deflated. I know. I'm so sorry, but I couldn't help escape my lips as a film. It's okay. Simon's a stable guy. He'll bounce back. <laughs> I This is not a part of the podcast I will look back in my life and be embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. Of course, now I'm thinking about like, I wonder if there's a an improv theater that also has a barn outside of it. And one of their regular shows is that they have a horse on stage during the set. And basically, you're, you're, you're you know, you ask the audience like, hey, guys, welcome to horse theater. Can we get a suggestion of a place you would normally find a horse? <laughs> that sounds like, great to me. I don't know. That yeah. sounds good. And someone's like, I don't know, Chili's. And you're like, thanks for Chili's, guys. All right, so there's this time when I was in Chili's and I was in eighth grade. Being in eighth grade reminds me of Bo Burnham's movie, and that would be a weird place to see a horse. Let's take a horse to a movie theater. And I love how the horse would just not stay still the entire time. <laughs> they would just eat and not participate because horses are not improvisers. Or maybe so, I'm putting them in a box. I don't know. My, You've never seen a horse from Chicago before. I haven't. That's true, yeah. My, my clown teacher uh, had a, a piece he did uh, for a number of years with a horse. It was a clown bit, like, and his partner was a horse. Uh, like a small horse? No, 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 a like full. a full-grown full, full grown adult horse that he did a I clown can't. bit with. I can't, I can't. And, and he, he told me, like, so it was part of this, like, traveling um, event, this traveling show, and there was, like, a bunch of smaller shows. There was, like, you know, a few, like, 15-minute things, and they were, like, third or fourth out of, like, six. Mm-hmm. And... Whenever the, the the they were backstage and the bit before theirs started and then was starting to end, he could tell that the horse was getting nervous and it would sort of like paw the ground and it would check his back pocket for the carrot and he'd be like, stop it, stop it, no, we're fine, we got this. And like this horse had a clear personality and like like emotional like oh, arcs yeah, yeah. and you know would go th- and yeah, he said it was like very fascinating. Well, What's you up, guys Kate? can you guys can What's keep up, an Kate? eye out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Grew. supporting you. With <laughs> Grew, grew. Yeah. You guys gotta grew. keep an eye out for horsing around coming to NBC oh. this fall. Um, that brings us to the end of our show for this week. Yeah, go out strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, if you guys like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. We haven't said it enough. Or we hate, really want your money. Patreon. Boo. <laughs> That's getting cut. It's getting cut right out. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. You could share this episode with a friend who likes horses, maybe a friend who likes Garfield, or a friend who hates Mondays. Oh, no. Oh, I get it, Garfield. Yeah. Uh, Share this episode with your kids in 10 years uh, so that they'll know what you were listening to. Yeah, like set a little reminder on your phone. Yeah. That's not a bad uh, idea. What is it? September nope. 10th. <laughs> What's the day tomorrow, Kate? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, no. Set it for September 10th. We're not releasing this tomorrow. We're releasing this on the 18th. Oh, okay. Don't, don't so, worry about it. <laughs> very so, wise. Very wise. September 18th, 2028. Yeah. That's when you share. I've got an idea. Guys, uh, take off your headphones and play this from your phone speakers for a second. <clears throat> Alexa, set reminder for September 18th, 2028. Play up for discussion episode 185 for my son and or daughter. Cool. Perfect. Great. (laughs) 
I could have just said child. It's, yeah. it's 2028. It's 2028. <laughs> There's no gender anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at, no, the other Simon. At Kate the Hammer. <laughs> is that right? That'll sound supernatural. I think so. <laughs> okay, that'll sound great. Cut okay. right into that. Uh, Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Do you want to plug your stuff and let people know where they can find you? Sure. Uh, uh, you can find me on every form of social media at Sean Bowers, S-H-A-W-N, because I spell it correctly, B-O-W-E-R-S. <laughs> and I got in early on all of them, so I was able to get my own damn name nice. on, all the, uh, on all the things. But yeah, and then listen to the damn uh, podcast, Questions About Garfield. It's going to be a real nightmare for the next few weeks. <laughs> uh, we're doing an episode about whether Garfield can get you high. So that's going to be, Ooh. I'm going to get Elon Musk to do a comment <laughs> has, for it. If has I can. Garfield gotten into the pylon game? Uh, no, but boy, now I got 20 more minutes of content to talk about. Because <laughs> especially, sure. think about it, they kind of match, right? They're orange, they're striped. They're inconvenient oh, wow. when you find them in the middle of the road. They're rotund. So true. Yep. Okay. Yeah. If you guys just want to finish this out and then <laughs> submit the audio, I'd love to just use this verbatim. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. Because I'm very lazy, you know, also <laughs> like Garfield. Like Garfield. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I had to plug. But uh, or, or don't follow any of those things because it might not be worth it, you know? I think also, it will do be. Wait, do you said you had pins? You've been making pins? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I, I occasionally do pins and prints and junk like that and sell that online, which you can find through all the various social media things. But uh, they're pretty horrific, you know, if you've seen... <laughs> It's, I mean, it's a, a Japanese pocket monster combined with a American fat cat. And who wants that really? Uh, but I want, that maybe you do. Anyone. I don't know. I, I'm sure, I'm sure at least it. two people. Yeah. You're going to get I'm a really massive order tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got, yeah. Whoever wants to do a massive order, please do that. Yeah. We're, we're going to double your numbers there Go from two to Perfect. four. It's going to be a, yeah. I was going to say zero, double it from zero to zero. <laughs> We'd have a good, yeah, I could live off that for a while. I <laughs> know. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate, uh, I appreciate the call. I appreciate talking to some people yeah. as a, as a dad, I don't get to talk to people as much anymore. Uh, so this is what a thrill. My life sounds sadder than it is. I love my family. I love my life. But, yeah. It's been uh, a real pleasure. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks. Special thanks to crackers and jam for letting us use. Oh wait, hang on. Do any of us have anything to plug? Bearing in mind this comes out on the eighteenth. Before uh, we hang up, come to Comedy Pop Infamous on uh, September 29th. Sweet. There will be a link to that in the description. Simon, you're just nodding. So yeah, no, no. cool. I don't, I don't got nothing. nothing. My my things take a lot of prep. That's fair. So. <laughs> uh, I'd like to uh, this week. I'd like to plug Gal Chat Podcast. Yes. It's another show on our network. They uh, they launched a few weeks ago now. It's really great. Uh, our past guest of the show Candace Pye is hosting it uh, with a slew of fantastic guests uh, it's a feminist talk show where they unpack the news pop culture social media dating uh, all kinds of fun stuff and it's really great and you should check it out because their first few episodes have been really fun nice yeah cool special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music you can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com this show is produced and edited by me you. Tom Zalatni for the Upford Network you can find out about all their great shows at upfordnetwork.com Yes, I come to see you I say now Benson Jack Benson Joe Benson Jack Benson Jack Benson Jack Benson Jack Benson